Um, so after you did project manager, then mm-hmm. what then what'd you do next after that? That was my first exposure to CROs. And I wanted to get the CRO experience because I've heard you gotta get CRO experience. And I'm like, CRO experience, you know, like I got sponsor, I got site, you know, so I, just natural progression. You hear, you gotta get CRO experience. Okay, let me go on and get CRO experience. Um, so that's where I've spent um, probably the last uh, 10 years in CRO world. You know, from time to time, it will be um, back with a like a small sponsor, but CRO world is where I spent. But that's not where you have to stay or, you know, and you can come in, come out. You know, there always will be CROs. But if you get that opportunity to be at a small biotech or a pharmaceutical company and, and you love it, stay there. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's perfectly OK, too. OK. Um, and so another thing I found interesting that you mentioned is it sounds like you did all of this career progressing in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Can you can you speak a little bit to the, I guess, the job opportunities available for people in San Diego? Because my understanding is that's one of the hot spots for clinical research in general all over the when country. I say, when I say hot, it's hot. And that's yeah. why I say biotechs. That's the biotech hub. There's so many biotechs out there. Um, there, and that, it's all in California. It's not necessarily in San Diego. There's a lot in San Francisco area as well. And just California as a whole has a lot of companies. A lot of companies. I think I found out about three new companies in California just in the last month, and I was like, really? You know, I didn't even know that. You know, and that's wow. what I say. You have to, you know, just put in some of those keywords, and you'll start to see. You may not even realize. I know in San Diego, where was I? Um, can't remember the area, um, but there's a there's like a hub. Oh man, I lost my freeways and everything like that because it's been about seven years that I've been in uh, Texas. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the. It's it's probably. Mm, I don't. I think it's off the. 405, the five, it's the five freeway where it's, it splits off into the 405. That's a, that's a, a area that's like a biotech hub out there. Encinitas, something like that. It's a, it's a biotech hub. And you'll be surprised all those office buildings, uh, pharmaceutical companies all throughout. So that's a good resource, but it's not the only one because if you go to the East coast, there's a lot of pharmaceutical companies on that side, more bigger pharmaceutical companies, but California is a hub for biotech for sure okay yeah um so typically when i talk about hubs and let me know if i'm missing any i talk san diego la um raleigh durham and north carolina mm-hmm. um and then you've got up northeast you got all the pharmaceutical companies so i'm talking new jersey mm-hmm. and like connecticut area um, those are the giant hubs that i know of are there any mm-hmm. other ones that you know of pennsylvania um like uh, philly outside of philly Mm-hmm. Is, an, is another good one. I mean, I've been to a, a, a couple corporate offices out there, um, but you, I think you hit the main ones. Oh, Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. I forgot yep. about that. Boston, yep. Massachusetts. Yep. That's another big one, especially for biotechs. Yes, I forgot about Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Boston is a big hub. Massachusetts. Um, yeah, I hear a lot of companies coming out of Boston. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those, those are good. And then for people to, I guess, if they're going to relocate, you want to relocate to one of those places. Um, I'm partial to Raleigh Durham just because mm-hmm. the cost of living is very, very low yeah. uh, by comparison. But, um, 
you know, go go where you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Texas is Texas is a, a very good cost of living as well. Um, and you know, I when I moved from San Diego to Texas, I kept my same job. I didn't even have to change because I was a CRA at that time, and you're remote. So I just told my manager, "Hey, I'm moving over here," and they said, "Okay." And that was it. And now, yeah, now my hub was out of um, George International instead of, you know, San Diego. So it can be as simple as that. You don't necessarily need to get a new job to you could just speak to your manager about it as well. Yep. Um, Now, I've had a couple people email in over the years from Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. I found Texas can be kind of hard to find clinical research jobs. What do Mm -hmm. you think? What do you think about that? Just depends on where you're, where you're at. Dallas, Dallas and Houston, or Houston are really big. Those are really big hubs. Um, I remember being a CRA, and I didn't even have to travel because I had enough sites within driving distance between Houston and Dallas, and I oh, think wow. I had to go to Oklahoma. There's there's tons, tons, tons of research sites in um Houston and Dallas. I don't know as many in Austin and San Antonio, but Houston and Dallas, yeah, there's tons. It's tons. I didn't even have to get on the plane. Well, I guess I was referring more toward like CROs and biotechs and pharma companies because, you know, when you're first getting started, you're most likely going to have to go into the office. They're not just going to well, maybe after COVID it might change, but uh, Yeah. Um, but typically, you're not just going to be working from home immediately when you first start in the industry. So it was either you work for sites or are there other opportunities for biotechs or CROs in the Texas area that you found? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's a good, a good question. So a couple of things. Usually when I had to go in for training, I had to go in to the main headquarters. So the Raleigh, North Carolina, the Philadelphia, mm-hmm. the New Jersey. It wasn't, I could have been associated with this local, like, um, division, you know, in wherever I was, but they usually, when they send you to like an onboarding training, they usually send you to the main headquarters and those main headquarters are back east. Um, But here recently, I haven't had to go in for a training, man, seven years, eight years. So I think more so this, the new higher orientations are online. So you technically can be anywhere and you just have to ask during the interviewing process, what is your onboarding like? What, what, what is your onboarding? And sometimes they'll tell you, oh, you have to come in for a week or you have to, oh, it's all online. And, you know, they'll tell you during the interview. And that's a good interview question at the end when they say, do you have any questions? And you say, um, what's the onboarding process like? And then they'll tell you. Uh, oh, you have to come in for new hire orientation, you know, or you have three to five weeks to work on your SOPs, et cetera. So I would say don't let that stop you. Um, I would just say do some research, but site availability in the Texas area, plenty of sites. CROs or pharmaceutical companies, you really don't need to be in the same state as that company. You, They're hiring people remote all the time. But if you want to go in the office, then yes, you have to be in the office where that place is. Yeah. I think COVID has probably changed that a little bit because it used to be you had to be, especially for your first job. I mean, 
you know, yeah. clinical trial assistant, you know, zero, mm-hmm. zero months of experience. They want you kind of near the oh, office. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but now yeah, things have probably changed a little bit. They might be more open to more remote work from the beginning. So exactly. that, only, that only helps everybody else. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. And, and I do want to clarify there, for the study coordinator and the research assistant positions, those aren't typically remote positions. Those are in office. So you do yep. need to be wherever you're going to get that opportunity to to learn about a clinical research coordinator role or a research assistant role, you got to be there and you have to be willing to go in because that's a hands-on type of job. You have to see patients, you have to, you know, process lab draws and ECGs and, you know, that's a hands-on type. That's not one that you can do remote. That's not a typical remote job at all, but some COVID caveats, but that's not, that's a hands-on job. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Because I know even during, even in the height of the pandemic, and, you know, it's coming back a little bit now with the Delta variant, Mm -hmm. um, they were coming into the office, you know, a few days a week. They still had to come into the office to, you know, do patient stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, you know, they were working remotely when they didn't have to do that. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I I used to have clinic days Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursdays. I was doing my classes and then in the afternoon I would come and do paperwork. So yeah, um, there are typically where the study coordinators schedule it, where you are not in clinic every day if you can help it and you do have some paperwork, kind of get yourself organized (laughs) together days as well. Yeah. 